vicious, but brilliant. Hello, welcome to New York Talks, the final New York Talk of the year as the end. We have we were meant to be talking about the Lincoln game. Um, we'll talk about the postponement and how that happened 24 hours after we talked about the game. Uh, and we're gonna look ahead to Bolton, assuming that goes ahead, Ian Everts whinging about it, we'll cover it. Um, and also it's the end of the year, so we're gonna go through a few highlights. Stanley's done some uh polls which we'll follow through on Twitter as well, uh, which will give you the results of through there as well. Um I have a full house. We have Mick, Danny, and Benjamin are with us. Thank you for joining us, boys. Hello. Hello. Um, so 2021's nearly ended, Mick. Let's start <laughs> with a few moments of the year before we get into this properly. Um, because we'll go, we'll go through the results now as well. well. We'll go we'll pick our best player and all that sort of nonsense. Um, so if anybody wants to let us know in the comments, do that as well. Mick, I'll, let's give you your Rotherham United moment of the, moment of the year. <laughs> Tough one, isn't it? I think it's going to be the one that the vast majority of people go for, though, it? and that's another last minute winner at Swillsborough. It's got to be, hasn't it? You know, yeah. I, I mean, there's, 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 there's been. We've had a 21-game unbeaten run, which is also um, outstanding. I don't want to nick anybody else's, but... Um, just say everything. Just go on. Uh, I mean, it, it's a toss-up for me between between that and that 15, 20 minutes against Portsmouth where we just blew mm. them away completely. Uh, but I, I think uh, I think Freddie's goal tops it for me. I think that's the moment of the year, despite that didn't do us any good in the end. No, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. Again, you've missed most—well, not most, but partial this season because you've been away. Um, where do you stand on the whole moment of the year? One second, it's got to be Freddie, hasn't it? I mean, he's not really. You were in I bed. Thought... I know. <laughs> uh, what's that? Yes, you were in bed. We, we didn't watch you long, and you bailed on us at half time. No, yeah, I think I had a call though. Oh no, yeah, I had no. I had a call. I bailed on at half time because I had a call. Uh, so uh, apology accepted, but <laughs> there was no probably apology from me, my friend. <laughs> probably, probably the Freddy. Uh, yeah, because I remember just waking up in the morning and seeing um, Mick's face all over Facebook. So you were asleep. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't I asleep. A, I bet embarrassing moment. When the first time that Mick was famous with Wednesday fans this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go pick something different and I'm going to say the Plymouth game, the first game back at a full stadium. We've talked about it a lot. We talked about it with Barlasa, um, Victor and Woody. I'll never forget that day. That was so special. I mean, having 18 months out without of football, football, people laugh and joke about football being one thing or another, but it's just where you go. It's just what you do. And to not have that for such a long period of time, I, I personally find it tough. I know a lot of other people find it tough. Mm. And to just the build up, we got, got you're getting there early. The build up to it, the players coming out, the first scoring of the first goal, everything about it was just how I wanted it to be. It was just a perfect day. Um, 
and incredible. It might, yeah, moment, probably my moment of the season at the end. But Danny, where, where, where's yours? Um, this is Rotherham United related, yeah. Rotherham one, yeah. Right. Uh, I sort of like your one where we where it's the first time back at, at New York, you know, mm. uh, again against Plymouth. But I'm gonna have to say the unbeaten run of 21 games, being the mad statman that I am. To say it's a club record and it's been achieved this season, it, yeah. it just in just in the twenty twenty one aspect of this season is incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that one. I like it. I like it very much. Um, if anybody wants to give us theirs, please let us know in the comments. Um, if you listen to the podcast, feel free to tweet us on Facebook, or message, whatever. Let us know what yours are, and we will share them. Um, <coughs> If you've got any New Year's resolutions for the for Rotherham going forward as well, we'd like to know those as well. I'm not asking everybody now. It's putting everyone on the spot. <laughs> Maybe a section. It depends how much time we need to fill. Darts is on, so we're not going to take too much time tonight. So. <laughs> um, we'll go through some comments. Um, Tez and Shaz Johnson, is it still on? I assume the Lincoln get it. The Bolton game. I just think Stan, yes. Uh, we'll talk about Ian Everett in a minute because he didn't want it to be on. Uh, Harvey Kellogg's with us. Thank you for joining us. Russ Vernon, Happy New Year to, to us all and to yourself, Russ. Thank you for having us. Yeah, Happy New Year, Russ. Yeah, Happy New Year, mate. Um, Reese yeah. Kellogg, evening all. And Robert Cooper, open the Millers. I think he means up the Millers. Don't you, Rob? <laughs> I think you might do. <laughs> <laughs> I think autocorrect has screwed you up. Autocorrect. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, so we ended the show on. Monday, uh, looking forward to Lincoln City uh, coming to New York Stadium. Basically, 24 hours later, again, it all happened quite quickly. Uh, we got found that they, they couldn't put a team out, so the game was postponed. There was a little bit of conspiracy theorists out there, Danny. Not not as many Wigan as there are Wigan fans tonight, which, again, we'll cover in a minute. Um, but if they ain't got a team, they ain't got a team. I think we're one of the most sympathetic. Where if you say you ain't got a team, just call it off if you can. If you have got players, if you aren't, I, I was annoyed, frustrated, but just one of the things, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was quite funny to see some fans react the same way that other fans reacted to when we were calling games off because all right. the squad had COVID. It's like, you know, a bit of a short memory syndrome there. But, you know, Lincoln, uh, with their COVID outbreak, it does seem a little bit sullen. And I am a little bit suspect it's come from MK Dons. Um. You know, being a southern team and this new variant is rife in the south of England. Um, so I'm a little bit suspect it may have come from them. I'm not too sure. Uh, but in the light of games being called off so late, like with the um, the whole game, mm. uh, the EFL have changed the regulation where they're not doing on-the-day testing anymore. As long as it's yeah. 24 hours before the game, if enough players are negative, you're still going to play. Um, but it also comes in the light of a lot of... I don't say it delicately. Um, a lot of, well, I'm just going to come out and say, it, a lot of whinging from Premier League managers about not being able to field teams and player welfare. Now, the player welfare bit, I understand, right? That's why you call off the games because it's the welfare of your players. We're, I think we're past the time of, well, if, as long as you've got six players, you can play a game. We're well past that time in football now. Um, but with the welfare of the players, Millwall put out a team and they had a 15 year old on the bench just to fill up numbers. You know, and Premier League teams have got vast swathes of academy players who are first team quality in more or less all three leagues in England. And to whinge about not being able to fill a bench, and Chelsea's got 200 million worth of players on the bench, you know, 
So it's, it's a strange time with COVID in football because everybody else just seems to be getting on with it and and cracking on with it, like in the FL. But the Premier League do lack a whinge, don't they? <laughs> certain managers do, yeah. Yeah, certain, certain managers do. Yeah, it's well, to, um... just not, they're all all right and it's yeah. not a serious outbreak and they can crack on soon enough. Yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, it's Sean Dyche that is the voice of reason in the Premier League. <laughs> you talk about players' welfare and things like that. It makes a very, very good point. Players' welfare is as good now as it's ever been in the entire history of sport. Football is at the forefront of player welfare in, in, in most areas. So for Klopp and people like that to suggest that player welfare, and he never to suggest that player welfare is not taken, taken care of. It is. What does that mean? It just means making sure they're safe and well and that they can play safely. Safeguarding type thing. I think. I'm assuming because they, they're all very... Uh, mental all health, physical health. Handily, they're all handily vague about it so they don't have to explain mm. themselves very well. I struggle to understand any of it. To be honest. I think, it's, I think they mean... Phys- on this occasion, I think they mean physical welfare, not mental welfare. It's all about playing too many games in too many days and things like yeah. that. Well, where was this argument when we... In April, exactly. you know, where was where was the argument then? It was just, yeah, just get on with it. You'll be fine. You can play. Nobody bothered about that. Nobody bothered. Yeah. Again, again, I mentioned it earlier. Wigan against Accrington has been called off on New Year's Day. Accrington did play on Wednesday night. I think. What day is it? <laughs> The drew against Shrews, we had to play a lot of kids because their seniors had COVID and now the kids have got COVID. So they've had to call it off. Fair enough. Wigan's chairman has now got involved for some reason. Um, Andy Holt put something about when, when, the, when the Wigan chairman first took over, he put something about he's going to, he's going to transform the club, blah, blah, blah. And Andy Holt made a jokey comment about here's another one. So as soon as the game's <laughs> off, off tonight, <laughs> there's another one. <laughs> Quite funny. Um, but it's a bit silly. People getting up people getting upset about it, Mick is again, we know we know more than anybody, it's all a bit silly getting upset about it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> what what can you say? It's just people whinging and wanting to whine about, you know, it, it doesn't suit me, it doesn't suit me kind of situation, you know. If they've got enough players, you talk. I mean, the Premier League thing is just embarrassing. It's just, it is genuinely embarrassing. Um, I mean, that we all know all they're interested in is a winter break. That's all they're after. That's yeah. that's that's the agenda. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's got nothing to do with player welfare. It's got nothing at all to do with any of that. If you just want a winter break, um, and and so so that's what they're all banging on about. Um, it does appear that. I've, I've read or heard somewhere that have the AFL not inserted some sort of um, get out clause in terms of COVID slash injuries in this? I don't know. I've, I've read it in a couple of places. Now, whether that's just somebody's interpretation of what the AFL's um, stance is on this, uh, but it, it does appear, it does appear that um, some of these teams are looking at injuries, including injuries in their lack of players. Um, well, this was which... a question I wanted to raise because we played Gillingham in the, earlier on the season who had four subs on the bench. Yeah. So if they had one COVID case in their squad, that means they can call off a game. But then other teams can have 10 COVID cases and not have games called off. 
Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? It, it? There's no. It should for me. It should all be down to COVID cases. Bolton had 20 COVID cases. I think that's pretty fair that their games were called off because yeah. of the amount of number you've got. If they had three COVID cases and 10 injuries, that shouldn't be called off. It's not COVID's fault you haven't got a big enough squad to start with. I think that's so, what Millwall did. Millwall had only a few COVID cases, but the rest were injuries. So they brought in the younger players. And like yeah. I said, with that 15-year-old, they had to get permission from his school oh. and his mum and dad to play <laughs> the game. Because if you're under 16, you have to do that, apparently. Um, but yeah, if, if that is a clause in the AFL where it's like 14 players... And including a goalkeeper who don't have COVID or injuries, it's a bit. I'm sure it should be just a COVID protocol. If he's injured, he's injured. You know what I mean? But if it, if they've got COVID and they have to go into isolation for seven days, that's a point where you have to go. Yeah, you can't help that. But if he's injured, that's mm. not something to do with the health of the player. That's his own fault for being injured for whatever means it is. So if he's injured, that's when you have to put out less substitutes. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean. How many substitutes did we have against Barnsley? Did we have three on bench and one were a goalkeeper? Yeah, I think so. There were two, two goalkeepers on bench. bench. Yeah, two keepers on bench. Well, and Blackman on bench, I think. Yeah, yeah we and we had a five sub rule, but we only had like three players available to actually go on and play. Um, now, all the whinging from different clubs, I think it is very much agenda-based of, you know, oh, it doesn't suit us, we're going to complain about it, like with Wigan chairman. Because you don't hear Tony Stewart complaining, do you? No, you hear him complain about three games called off, having to play four games in eight days, and playing Barnsley on the day of players coming out of isolation. Yeah, you know. So I mean, each sub to their own, but I think the FL set the precedent when they shoved all the games into our April calendar, um, and then just you went, yeah, you can just deal with that off you go. Yeah. You know, that's the precedent they've set already, so they have to stick to mm. it to just show they actually have a little bit of integrity to them. It, it does. It does. Unfortunately, though, because of the, the prevalence of it this year, it does raise a potential issue. Where, for example, Sheffield United so far, I think, have had three games cancelled, all due to the opposition. So yeah. Sheffield United's calendar is could could it probably won't, but it could end up being like ours, and mm. they've not had a single COVID case. Um, so, it, it, hey, listen, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one, but. I would argue very strongly that they set a precedent last year, did the AFL. And I, I would suggest they probably yeah. won't agree with that. Um, no. But we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see, won't we? And as far as Tuchel or whatever his name is, is concerned at Chelsea. Tuchel. Yeah. Tuchel, Tuchel. whatever his name is. What's he said now? There's a dodgy joke you can make with his name, but won't count yeah, on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we ain't got enough players. You know, his bench against... Um, Brighton the other night were worth 148 million or something like that. But not only that, they've got 40, 4 0, 40, count them, 40 players out on loan across Europe. Now, either, either, either they're good enough so you can call them back in and get them in squad, or they're not, so sell them and buy some proper players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't moan about having too many, too many, too many games to play. You've got enough. You've got enough there, including with your first team squad, to have five, four full first teams. So it, yeah. it's just embarrassing, man. Honestly, it's absolutely embarrassing. Uh, I just hope, from a Rotherham United point of view, that the Lincoln game is the only one that we suffer because, yeah, you know, I, I just get cold shivers running down my spine thinking about last year, you know, and is that going to happen to us again? But this time, not because we've got COVID. It's, it's, it's well, a worry, yeah. isn't it? It is a worry. It is. 
We've got we've got the Lincoln game to fit in somewhere. We still have, as far as I can remember, we still haven't rescheduled the Shrewsbury game from the last international break. We are going to have another international break, which is when we're meant to play Sunderland, I think in March. So that's going to be fitted in somewhere else. If we progress in the FA Cup, that'll be another game we have to try and fit in somewhere. Um, same with Pizza like, Cup as well. Same with Pizza Cup. If we're successful in that, there might be a pop- that's going to take up more Tuesday, Tuesday night slots. Why don't we just play them in international break? We're only losing three players or whatever it is. We play international break. Well, we can't. That, I, I think because that's regulation. Play. Yeah, we're that not allowed. Well. We can. We can play. But if we're losing Chio and Shane Ferguson, why would we play? So it's better but, that than them playing too many games and getting injured, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What you're doing there is you're going down the down the Chelsea route, aren't you? No, well, well, well it's different. Eh? You're well within your rights. You're an international break to not play. The, the rules say if you have three or more, I, I, I you're that, within but, your rights. But then I'd we can't play, come... me. Well, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Losing we Chio can't... and Ferguson, it's two players. Uh, well, JJ would go and possibly where's Harding. JJ don't play him. Harding hasn't really played the past couple of weeks, has he? He started, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't start the week before. He didn't start against um, Cambridge. Cambridge. He came on, didn't he? He came on for yeah. uh, Reg, didn't he? Reg has been playing, yeah. When is this international break in March, by the way? Let me have a look. Every other week, isn't it? Sunderland, 26th of March, <laughs> we're like we're Sunderland. Oh, so, it's, so it's back end of the month. Yeah. Who will lose? So, Gio, JJ, no. Ferguson. Ferguson and possibly Harden. But Harden hasn't been, hasn't been called up a few times. Yeah, Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Um, oh, it's a shame. Some of the games, some of them on Saturday afternoon, late March, have been really good as well. That's another blow. Um, but anyway, that's one topic ticked off the list. This is actually getting, this is actually getting quite frightening because we've only got seven free Tuesdays until end of season to squeeze games in. And that will go down uh, if we get through uh, Pizza Trophy. Yeah, which will go down if we if we progress. So we've got Shrewsbury that Shrewsbury that needs rearranging, Lincoln that now needs rearranging, Sunderland which will most likely need rearranging because they're international breaks. So that's three, um, plus any other COVID outbreaks. So maybe stick on, I don't know, maybe two more just for just because. Yeah. So that gives us very very little wiggle room. So you can understand what AFL's got. Yeah, we're not testing on day anymore because people are starting to run out of Tuesdays. And we don't yeah. want what happened last season because obviously the AFL have seen what happened towards last season because the amount of reports that must have been on their desk going over want to postpone another game. Yeah, you know, um, they must have looked at it and gone, We don't want this happening again, you know, because it, it does affect every other team season as well. Um, so that's probably why they've gone, mate, we'll just do it 24 hours before, and then if and if they if, if enough test positive, then fair enough, but with on the day, we'll get rid of that. So we can actually get more games played. Because mm. if more teams start dropping like flies, which they will probably do until at least the end of January, um, they will probably have to look at extending the season by at least two weeks. What's the so problem put... with that? I, I don't understand. They've, they, they, they've, with they've shot themselves in the foot by ending it so early. It's ending at yeah. least a week early. In the third. Why, why are we not allowed to extend the season three, four weeks? That's play, the, play exactly. Is it playing exactly. well? They, they don't want to do it because they like to have the playoffs set in stone because that's the, that's the money maker. That's the real money maker of the, of the playoffs. They want the, the FL and Sky don't make any money from League Two until playoffs. Similarly with League One, from a television point of view, 
And obviously, we don't watch the championship player final. It's one of the you know most interesting games. So they can't get out of it. They, but they can't they, for, for, for a financial point of view. quality. I'd rather watch League Two than Championship. It's not. League I'm not saying quality. quality. Better, I'm, I'm not saying football. Player finals can be terrible quality. They are still entertaining because of the stakes that are offered. That's why they're interesting. That's why the people watch them. And, 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 and the championship why, playoff is the most beneficial playoff in the world in terms exactly. of money that you win. Why, why did everybody watch Formula One Grand Prix the last one at season? Because so much was at stake, and that's why people watch the championship. We're not, let's not get. It's let's the same reason. F1. It's the same reason. No, F one was interesting the, from an audience point of view, Ben. Not from a quality point yeah. of view. From an audience point of view, <laughs> it's the same reason because pe- they, people want to watch it. That's why they could. That's why they won't move it. Less also, less every year, as Russ Vernon will point out, FIFA won't allow the Premier League to extend due to the World Cup 2022. The knock-on effect of the World Cup being in Qatar is that we will have an earlier start next season, as we've, as has all been publicised already. Yeah, it'll start. So you're already yeah, July, all of our it? players, all yeah. of our players will get a month off. That's fantastic. We still got to start in July. The yeah. Season still starts earlier, so yeah, you've then got a shorter. You've got a short mid-season break. To be, fair, to be fair, though, if we're in, heaven forbid, if we're still in League One for next season, we don't actually have to do the winter break. No. Um, but we do miss out on players because of international break, so we would get games pulled off anyway. Um, but if we're in the Championship, isn't it like we have two week? No, we have a week set in stone for the, whatever group stage, yeah. and then every other game you'll have to ask for permission to call it off. Yeah, depending on who's left. I think that's how it works. Something like yes. that, yeah. So the Championship would start at least two games, uh, two match days earlier in the summer yeah. than it would normally. So you're probably looking at about around about the 21st of July, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's birthday. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, we've talked 22 minutes on that. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we move on, Mick, would you like to say thank you to a polite offer you had this week? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a big thank you to Steve Adams. Um, Steve, who oh, lives in Carnarvon in North Wales, who's offered me the use of his Wi-Fi. Um, because, because when I'm over there, my uh, my uh, co-op Wi-Fi is not brilliant. So I really appreciate it, Stephen. You never know. There's a possibility I might take you up on it when I'm not there with my wife who uh, won't allow me the extra hour and a half that it's going to take to get there. But, but uh, listen, Steve, really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you, Dave, Stephen. Um, now, something slightly before we go on to the to the Bolton game, we had a conversation with Victor Johansson, Johansson, uh, about he didn't have a song. No, oh, no, this is isn't what I think it is. Is it? This is what Danny <laughs> thinks it is. Oh. Um, and a thank you to IUC Tiny who has caught some fans singing Victor's song. Um, so here's a little taste. Listen for everybody who hasn't already heard it. Now, Danny, who came up with that song? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I I did. Oh dear. I feel sorry for the guy who got it who got warning instead of Johansson, yeah. but you know, as it as it is a Southgate, you're a Southgate song, I'm not surprised, but you know, I really hope um Victor actually heard it because I was gonna sing it at Lincoln, but now that's been called off I'll have to wait yeah. until New Year's Day. 
Um, but yeah, but a few people got involved with it, which were quite fun. I will admit that I sound extremely drunk singing that. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the beers on the bus. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tiny, for that one. Uh, Just, uh, I've got a bit of breaking news for you if you're interested. Bolton's uh, off, right? It's a game's been called up, is it? No, 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 no. Where's the losing? We're no longer top of the league. Uh, um, Sunderland are currently beating the Pigs uh, 2-0. But to be fair, I mean, it will be heartbreaking for Sheffield Wednesday to lose the longest record, current record in English football, unbeaten record in English football at the minute, won't it? 12 and games. So, 12 full games. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't laugh because 12 games is still an achievement, but the fact that five of them have been, no, is it five? Yeah, only five of them have been wins. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, it's like it was like oh we had an unbeaten run last season. I'm going to go into your draw three at five. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, um, but uh, Sunderland have done done all right there. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have had someone good. just say to me that the EFL actually starts on the 30th of July next season. There you go. It's already a condensed season. Yeah. Anyway, 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 uh, on highlights, we've done that one. Bolton Wanderers, that's where we should be starting on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> was that, that a slip? Was that a slip or was that deliberate? Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that to be fair. That was quite funny. <laughs> We're all wondering if they're going to turn up on Saturday, are we? Well, you know, Ian Everett's uh, best team in League One, best team in the league, according to Ian Everett, uh, early on the season. said that. Their manager, their manager said they're the best team in the league. Uh, we've got that, that's you know, it's Wayne Green's Derby County, it's the best team in the league. Bolton Wanderers is their official name. Um, so have some <laughs> show, show, show the name with some respect, then, yeah, yeah, my bad. I apologize <laughs> to everybody, all the massive Bolton fans. Um, now this game is again, it's scheduled to be on. Uh, Ian Everett is really, really not happy about it being on. Um, I'll see if I can find some quotes from him because it is a little bit pathetic. Mick, do you have sympathy for them? From what I can see, they have been training for two or three days now, and their training complex is open. They have been doing training. Thoughts? So, so let me get let me get this right. Let me get this right. What you what you're asking me is, have I got any sympathy for Bolton having to play a game having just come out of a COVID belt? Yes. I mean, why? Why would I? I would, and that's not a slight or a snap at Bolton or Bolton Wanderers or anybody else. No, I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy for any team that has to do it because we were forced to do it last year. We were forced to do it when the isolation period was 10 days. We were forced to come out of it at nine to play a game. And we ended up, like we've already said, with two goalkeepers and a and kit man on bench. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, and we, we, were, we were scrapping relegation. We were fighting relegation. Um, so no, I've got no sympathy whatsoever. It's now three 0 Sunderland, by the way. Um, so oh, that's going to go along. <laughs> um, so yeah, so no, I have no sympathy. I'm sorry, Ian. And and and, and ultimately, this isn't this. I suppose this is a dig at Bolton. If 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 he if he was confident in what he said about them being the best team in the league, it shouldn't be a problem for him. And, and mm. to be fair, they did. They, they, they've they've, re, they've recruited quite a lot of players, if memory serves me, at the beginning of this season. I thought I thought they had. Yeah, I, I may be wrong on that, so I'm not going to. St- I won't hang my hat on it. But you know, not, not our problem, mate. 
not our problem. No. Just like ours wasn't anybody else's problem last season. No. <laughs> um, some quotes for him. Um, we are still we still have key players missing, and I think player welfare is a topical discussion at the moment. He goes on to say that the players have returned for training are struggling with their breathing, breathing, and the intensity of football is not really good at all. Uh, it's, nobody it's knows really... the answers. Nobody knows the answers to that, but it has to be taken into consideration. Well, if nobody knows the answer to it, you can't take it into consideration, can you? Well, That's it's, the it's problem not, with that. It's not really reading the room very well either about the, the player welfare comment, is it? No, it might be a topic of conversation, but nobody agrees with it. There's only three people who've got on what the three people on one side of argument, and however many hundreds of thousands on other. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's interesting. He says about player welfare and the struggling with the intensity of football with the breathing. I don't think anyone took that into consideration when we played Barnsley the day after isolation ended. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think if it were against any other club, I think the club manager, the other club's manager, would go, "Yeah, we sort of see where you're coming from, Ian." But because it's playing Rotherham and we've already been there and done that, it's just right. Get your boot bag and turn up because we're playing. Yeah. Well, it's very so much last year. The how, ones however, that been... however, it could all be mind games. I think it's mind games. I, we we have we have seen it in the past because the the whole best team in league comment came about just before they played us. And then we battered him 2-0. Um, and so I, d- I don't know if it could be mind games again where we expect them to be a bit of a depleted side and then they somehow sneak a 1-0 win, I'm not sure. But we have to learn that mind games don't really work with Rotherham because no, it's very because Warney and the squad seem to see through mind games very easily. It's good to have to get up a lot earlier than that to uh, to put one of the Warney's eyes, isn't it? Yeah, Warney goes for a run at 7 o'clock in the morning. Come exactly. on, Ian. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think that as a, as, a, as a management team, they. He said he listens to all press match conferences and things like. that. I think that's for team news. Ian Evans giving nothing away, so I'm not getting anything from it. Paul doesn't strike me as a type of thick person, unless the, he's said something bad about Rotherham. I can't believe there was something last season who said something, and then used it as a, a sort of. I can't believe it were now, um, but the, I remember Warnie saying yeah. that character. They, they, they pinned it up on dressing room wall or something. Yeah. Didn't they? Um, I can't remember. It was definitely last season, though, wasn't it? What Carl Robinson was it? That wouldn't surprise me. That's what I'd do. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, either going to be Ian Everett, Carl Robinson, or Paul Cook? And it wouldn't have been Paul Cook because he wasn't at Ipswich yet. No. Not sure. Anyway, I remember saying anyway. Um Paul, they just, they just play the game. They play the players. They play the football mm. game. They concentrate on the football side of things. Unless it can benefit us, and playing mind games don't really benefit us, does it? Um, ben, they have had 20 COVID cases. They're saying they have still don't have a full squad back. What do you think? Do you think it's mind games? What do you think? What do I, it's, we're you know trying to pl- guess through fog here, but what do you think? Do, what do I think? Uh, it's hard to tell because it could be mind games. It could be true. If they've got 11 players, they should be able to play a game. 14. All right. All right, 14 then. <laughs> Even though two of them will be keepers, so they're not really subs, are they? But what whatever. Are keeper? Wait, uh, I really struggle with it because, like, whatever. It's just, and I really struggle. Why can't you play the game? Like, uh, if you're coming back from COVID, I've never, I, I've never had COVID, so I'm kind of asking you. Why, what, 
why can't you play a game? It's, it's because Can't COVID is a, is a is a respiratory virus. It sort of sits here on your chest. So that's where the whole breathing problem side comes from it. But I get what you're saying. As long as you've got your, your within reason 14, including a goalkeeper, there should be no yeah. reason why you can't play a game. I mean, people have played people have played sports with a lot worse in the past. So I don't see the problem. In football, it used to be, right, the, the, 11, the 11 players that turn up, that is your team. And if one of them comes down injured, tough tough luck. Well, it's football nowadays, isn't it? It's not really. It's the... What's the what's the what's the what's the word that's it's the uh, word. It is the <laughs> lightest on the body sport that mm. I've seen in a while. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. Without, without what the pitches are and things like that, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So like, 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 like Matt said earlier, it, it's the highest player welfare has been considered both physically and yeah. mentally ever in football. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand it. It's just like. Whatever, no. Whatever. Go on. I say you should sort your sent out. Like certain people, yeah, they definitely need help. But I mean, it's not not every single player on the team. There's got to be some people that have got to be like, this is my life. I need to do something about it. Not wait for someone to come and help me. It's got to be some people like that. Some people need help. That's fine. But there's got to be some people. It's like, you know, I've had COVID, but it's a game of football. It's ninety mm. minutes. Like, yeah. Brian Vernon, when he was young, uh, they had one sub play. Yeah, uh, Mick, yeah. Yeah, do you remember yeah, when you had no subs, Nicole? That, that before your time? That was before me, that. That was before my time, that. But, um, but yeah, it's certainly one sub. So, yeah, basically, uh, well, one to 11 on pitch and number 12 was sub. Yeah, but that's um, why people back then played football because they want to play football. I think a lot of people play football nowadays because it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. They want to play football. If they wanted to play football, they'd be in there even if they had COVID. Even if, like, if, well, you know what I mean? If, if, you know what I mean? If you're coming back Phil, from COVID, whatever. Philip Rawlinson has audience participation, which we appreciate. Having had COVID many months ago, still struggling to walk a flight of stairs. So how an athlete is affected, who knows? That's perfectly good. Yeah, I accept that. And that is a, mm. that is a very valid point. Unless, but my counteraction would be, if I was the EFL, would be unless half the squad has been affected in that way, that's not really football's problem in the in the nicest way possible. You, you know, you know the, the, the chances of ten players being affected long term is slim. It's possible, mm. of course, it's possible, but it's slim. Um, and we're all told if you're fit and healthy, then things should affect you less as well. So these are the fittest and healthiest player people in the country, realistically. Um, let's wait and see. I'm still on the air on the side of uh, it being a mind game. Let's wait and see. Um, the good news is Mick, a good man game. No, I think it's rubbish to be honest with you. But he never he he was one that thought it was a good idea to tell everybody he's got the best team in the league. Even if you think you've got the best team in the league, you don't have to come out well, and say well, it. Well, league. Well, okay, well, no, you know what? The, even if they do have best team in the league to say that, I mean, it's yeah. the league. Wow. So yeah. he's, he's table, so he's he's got the best team in the league, and they're doing fifteenth. So what a good manager that guy is. I actually didn't think Bolton were that low. Good yeah. lord. They're only six points off relegation zone, uh, but yeah. If, if you hadn't said that, we would be talking about how decent a job Bolton have done because they've just come up last year. Mm. So to be there is fine. That's not a bad place to be. It's just the comments what? from him. In Premier League ten years ago, it's not a good place to be at all. <laughs> it's not a good they place got, to be at all. They got promoted last season. 
the Premier League ten years ago. Yeah, historically, yeah, historically, it's not a good pass. position, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't oh, too long ago. They were in a, what, what were it? You for cup final? Yeah, for quarter, quarter final, I think. Quarter final, that were it. Yeah. But but on the flip side of that, Bolton they've had to go through, and the fans have had to go through oh, the hell of of well, God only knows what we, with um, you know owners and and everybody else. Anderson, what was his name? Club. Keith Anderson. I have no Anderson, idea. I have no idea. But so so you know, from that point of view. From the, the the rebuilding job that they've done, it's it's excellent it, it, and and it is a good position to be in. I guess if you're a, if you're an old school Bolton Wanderers fan, then you're probably thinking, yeah, all right, we've come up, we'll we'll just consolidate it here and we'll kick on again. If you're a you know if you're a millennial Bolton fan, then you can't understand why you're not winning every single game every week like like old millennial Rotherham fans. <laughs> but it's true though, isn't it? You know, we we. It's not, is it? But it's, it's, it's a dig at what we talked about on the last yeah. podcast where you know we've gone 21 unbeaten and then we lose a game and all of a sudden Warney's crap of Chio's worst yeah. winger in division and, and so on and so forth. So it's like, you know, it is what it is, but it, it, it's a tough situation for them as supporters, but but manager's not doing himself any favours, is he? No. <laughs> He's bouncing off. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. No. Uh, Bolton fan Joe Aspinall, Joe Altonan here. If you don't beat us by eight, there's something wrong. Uh, yeah, we will. We shall see. Um, I mean, it, it, and, it was it was six one last time at New York, so anything could happen. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah but... So we I thought well, this might be an hour episode, but I feel like we're going to go over because we've already been thirty seven minutes and we haven't really talked about Rotherham yet. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ben's bedtime will have to be pushed back. Sorry, Ben. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the most, well, two biggest bits of news. Um, let's talk about the sort of feel-good one first of all, Mick. Angus McDonald is essentially back in full training. It bends off. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angus is essentially back in full training. He's played part of a game, just three twenty-minute spells or something like that. Um, we're not far off seeing him back in a red and white shirt, and that's great news. Oh, mate, honestly, that that's well, it's a new signing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's like signing a championship central defender, left sided championship central defender, which is which you like, you know, like Rocking Horse Muck, aren't they? So, um, absolutely brilliant. And and you know, none of us know what, what the issue's been, whether it's been whether it's been a, a returning to what. The, the, the issue we had previously or whether it's been some sort of injury or what we don't know what it is but um, it, it's absolutely fantastic news to see him back full in full training uh, I've caught a couple of videos that the club have released um, over the last couple of days and he looks happy he looks smiley he looks it looks to be the player he was sort of 18 months ago you know in himself so it, it'd be absolute massive to get him back massive particularly Particularly, one not wanting to be a doom merchant if if uh, Huddersfield do decide to call recall Reg or sell him somewhere else, then obviously that just that's great for us. Mm. You know, it, it just mm. negates that that as an issue. Does he go straight back into the team for you? I, I don't yeah, know. That's the question, isn't it? That's yeah, the it is. Really? Not at the I moment. Don't wanna, I, don't I, don't wanna, I don't want to put a damp on his return and recovery or whatever, but I don't remember him being that good. You were a big critic, critic of him last year. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. see the good. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to dump it, but I didn't see 
I didn't see what... Towards the end of the season, he had an okay start. He dropped out of the team for a while because he got sent off. And then the end of the season, the last two or three months from Angus was brilliant. It was almost faultless for the last two or three months. Yeah. And you agreed at the time, Ben. I could, if I could be bothered to go back and listen to my episodes, you agreed he was brilliant. <laughs> I know, but I don't think he gets in over Woody or Icky. He probably does at the moment. From what I remember, from what I remember he, didn't, he, won't get, he didn't get in my team last year, but I'm not manager. I don't see what he does in training. So. He, he probably wouldn't get in at the moment, Ben. Well, I don't know. You don't know he's playing like in training, do you? Well, no, you don't. But but if if things run true to form as they have done this season, until somebody is either injured or or goes through a bad spell, they're not getting dropped. Um, and that's that seems to be the way Warren has played it. So um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I mean, he, he might be in full training, but he's going to long, still going to be a long way from match fit. So, yeah, he seems it's suggested towards the end of January before he's anywhere near match fit. Yeah, um, so it's still a while, it's still a little while away, but any any news like that is good news, and mm. that's why we've talked about it. Um, the second good news, Danny, is that we have no COVID cases. What we're speaking on Thursday, Thursday night, and there are no COVID cases confirmed. There will be tests on Friday morning. If they come back clear, then we are good to go for Saturday afternoon. Same with Bolton. Yeah. Um, so other than Angus, we've got basically a full fit squad to pick from. We talked about this on Lincoln podcast. Are you still going with those changes you suggested for the link game for the Bolton game? Um, good question. Uh, I think now we've we've taken out the elements of potentially resting players because they've had mm. the rest because we haven't played. Um, maybe those players could come back in. Um, but yeah, I think in in some cases the change is necessary. You know, like giving Freddie a bit of time out and bringing Greg in. Um, hmm. it's probably just to freshen it up a bit. Um, maybe Wiles could stick in midfield now he's had a bit of a break, but again, would you change it just to freshen it up just a little bit? Um, but yeah, but now that Reggie's back as well, I think he'll come back into defence more or less straight away on the right side. Um, yeah, I, I, I think they're the only real places up for consideration that may, might need a change. Ben, you were with us in the last episode because you prioritised something else over this podcast, which is quite disappointing. <laughs> um, wasn't wasn't Ben on about uh, people prioritising things over what they do as a collective yeah. just a few minutes ago as well? I mean, think it might have been, yeah. Some contradictions from Ben. Ben's been a hypocrite. I don't know. This isn't my job. This isn't my job. This isn't my job. Okay. Um, anyway, what were you doing? What's so important, Ben? What day? I don't know. What day? It's Thursday, right? It's Thursday today. I, I, I thought it was Sunday. I went to put bins out early because I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying before, um, before I came on with the podcast, Mum says, Can you take the bins out later? And it's like, Yeah, sure. Wait, what day is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Ben, back to the point. What changes are you making based, based on the below-par performance at Quinton? Um, what does your style of look like for Saturday? Or, or uh, Grig, Griggs, first name on the sheet for me. Uh, and then second is Smith. Controversial. I think it's not controversial. Mm. I was, it is <laughs> what's controversial? Grig losing his spot. That's what's controversial. I don't know why... He, 
Yeah, I understand. He lost his game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and Freddie had no right game. But he scored twice. When 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 Griggs not in the team, <laughs> from what I've seen this season, we have no spark. We have no spark because Freddie, right? Freddie's been working hard, right? But he is just a. I don't know if you mean. Because you're going to start, Greg. You're going to start, Greg. Then I start, Greg. Basically, yeah, I start, yeah. Greg. I think him and Smith work well better than Freddie and Smith do. Uh, I think Greg. I'd, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, Greg starts. Needs Fair to enough. start. It's imperative for me that he starts. But I'm not a football manager. Great so. word. Thank uh, you. You're very hard. I'm not harsh. I don't get it because. He scores goals and he works hard, Freddie. I don't know what more you want from him. Didn't score on Neither Smith did. Are we going to start laying on Smith? No, but people like Freddie are meant to get goals when we're not playing very well. And he only gets goals when, well, from what I've seen when we're playing well. And that's not what poachers are meant to be for, but whatever. In my opinion, anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Um, anybody Gosh. else, Ben? The, the midfield three was fine, but in the second half, we definitely got dominated uh, physically. Um, any thoughts on changes? We've got Adolphin, who's a bit of a giant, possibly bringing him in. That's, that's my suggestion. I think if we were back in time, I'd start him against Accrington, but I wouldn't change him against um, Bolton, because I think Accrington... I'm not a manager, right? I'm, How many times have you needed to I don't, that? Because, no, because I, know. I feel like I'm being, I feel like I'm being, I know, I know. I know and, this, unless I know that's this, the reason that. you didn't turn up the last podcast, I'm not bothered, mate. <laughs> I feel like the way Accrington beat us is using their physicality and uh, putting everything out wide and making us play through the middle, which we couldn't do. Mm. Uh, so, personally, I don't think it was, I don't really think it was the personnel. I think, Maybe a little bit part of it was the personnel that was on the field, but I think it was more tactics that kind of did us over against Accrington. So for me, it's the same midfield. Uh, um, yeah, it was just <laughs> Barlas and Wiles, and who else was it? Left one. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still yet to see how how uh, Maradona like Rathbone is. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Now, joking. Ah, for me, it's unchanged except uh, unchanged except Greg and Freddie because I think it was tactics, not personnel. Okay. Uh, make any little changes? Fergie had a fairly quiet game, although watching the highlights, Becky set a couple of crosses up. Um, yeah. Where's your I think Mi- eleven? Mikel Miller for me would start. I just because he's because he's such an attacking player, um, and, and and I feel perhaps maybe we've lost. We we lost those like these last few games where we've 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 not performed particularly well. I don't feel we've been as aggressive as we were um, mm. against the likes of Portsmouth and Sunderland and, and so on. I, th- I, I think we've we've allowed teams into the game more. We've certainly allowed Accrington to dictate the game, um, and and so players like Mikel Miller just give you that outlet and give you that give you that attacking. He didn't do uh, more when he came on. It was only positive, though, wasn't it? It was positive, yeah. He tried, yeah. Moved forward, yeah. Yeah, He tried, didn't succeed. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. It's my opinion, Ben. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other other one I'd be looking at is Ben Wiles to see how he's been in training because certainly in the last few games he has been off it. 
Uh, I don't know whether I, 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 I just wonder whether Ben Wiles is a, a little bit like Freddie in, in in the sense that he's a bit of a confidence player, and if his confidence takes a knock, you know, he mentally struggles to get back into the right place. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know. I, I was just reading between the lines. Uh, I'm, it depends how he's been doing in training, but I might give him a rest and put Jamie Lindsay back in um, because he offers something different in there, um, or possibly a Dauphin, but but more likely Jamie Lindsay. Um, Lindsay's too similar to Rathbone, though, isn't he? That's the thing. Uh, <clears throat> I think he's got if, a you want energy, if you want high energy, go both of them because then you're going to run them ragged. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. You are sacrificing a little bit of quality, aren't you? Not much, but you are sacrificing quality. A little bit. A little bit. Um, to, be, to be fair, though, that is a front, that is a midfield three we haven't actually seen this season. Rathbun, mm. Lindsay, and then Barlazer is the quarterback. Barlasser, sorry, sorry, Alison. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that, so that would be quite interesting to see because, like you say, we've got uh, Rathbun and Lindsay who run and sends ragged, but uh, Ollie's more of a uh, more of a pressing player, whereas Lindsay's more of a he'll sit off and then make the explosive run to get the ball, mm. and then we yeah. and then we Barlasser. Um, as your quarterback, it'd be it'd be interesting to see how that would work. Obviously, like mm. Ben keeps saying, we're not football managers here, so we don't know what it's like in training. They might have tried that and it's failed miserably. Um, so if Sam Todd wants to send us over the training footage so we can analyse it for ourselves, that would be great. Yeah, so um, then we can make expert opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting, partially because we don't know what to expect from Bolton. We are sort of lost mm. a little bit. Um, and... To, although we're joking about mind games not working, it leaves Paul Warren in a situation where if they didn't have any COVID cases, he would he would know their best 11 or not far off their best 11. Yeah. Now, not really sure because if you know they're going to be weak, you can go more aggressive. You can definitely play, play Mikel Miller. You could maybe even play sadly as, as a number 10 because you can allow yourself a bit more attacking. But if you if you don't know that, if you assume that they're going to, they're going to be a better team, you maybe can't allow yourself that much freedom. Ben's scowling because he's never seen Sadly play well as number 10. Ben, I know that scowling. I know she didn't play that. well. No, he just, just stopped it well. I've got nothing against the guy, right? And I'm sure he's against the guy, but I think he's rubbish. Is that what he's I know he's good. I've never seen him play well. I'm genuinely. I've never seen that, him play well. That is a very powerful but in that sentence. I don't have anything against the guy, but. I don't, have you ever seen him play well? Except, no, we're not counting Man City under nines. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going against Morecambe. He only came on for a short time, but as a number ten, as a second striker, it looked good. Even though we lost to Accrington AFL Cup, he played well in one that game, game as well. One game, he, he did, did play well in that one. Yeah, two, 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 three years, and he played well in one game. Two years. Listen, make make me no mistake about Kieran Sadler. He's a good footballer. He just doesn't fit our our style of play. It's just, maybe, it's just maybe. not. He, he he can't get involved enough in the game in the positions he needs to be to be dangerous. With by the in the way that we play, he was signed to play in a four four two. But when Warner switched the system, it sort of left him like properly on the outskirts yeah. in a three five two. Mm. So like I say, it's, not, it's nothing against him. It's just that our system doesn't suit him. But even then, he still puts in a shift, just not in a defensive manner. He's definitely more of an attacking player. But even though it's a system that it he doesn't well, I won't say that he doesn't agree with his playing style. Doesn't agree with. He still puts a shift in. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's why Warney is still a bit passive over losing him in January because we've seen interest from Bolton and Plymouth and um, Pl- Portsmouth, sorry. But Warney's still like, he doesn't expect him to go because it's that sort of group that we've got where they're all just really it's happy and they don't really want... Yeah, exactly. Hmm. 
Exactly. I mean, we've just seen in the advertising that's out online now, I think, that Icky's really happy here. So that's probably another new contract that's going to mm-hmm. be signed. So that's Woody, probably Icky, and most likely Chio already saying, oh, they're happy here. And, if they're, and, and Victor as well, yeah. So that's four. Um, that's four players already going, I'm happy here and I don't really want to go anywhere else. So, you know. Yeah. I spoke to um, Pepe Lacey from the Portsmouth newspaper about Sadler because they were on about signing him. And I felt really bad about what I was saying, but it's just all true. I really want him to succeed. He's got the technical ability. He's got he's got a mind for it for me. You can see him. We talked about mm. it that his mind sometimes moves quicker than his feet, and that's just mm. time. That's just that's just being out of form. I think he's got something. He is clearly a good League One player in the right team. Mm. He's got it there, and I, I hope he finds it. I think I personally think number ten is his best best position, personally. I think he's got the protection from behind. He's got the extra support in front of him. He's got freedom. Somebody like Kieran Sadlier needs freedom. You cannot shackle him down with defensive responsibilities because you lose it. You lose his spark. And again, we might we might all be wrong here. I might be talking rubbish, but from watching him, that's how I see his game. He needs to be allowed that extra space, extra freedom, which we can't afford him. To do what? At the moment. To be expressive, to change the game, to make something happen. With what? To, to take a shot from 35 yards, to play a key pass, to put a beautiful ball in the box, which we know he could do. He's got so much good to his game. And I know he doesn't always show it, but he is one of the best crossers at the club. Without doubt, he is one of the best crossers at the club. Without doubt, he's, one of the, he's probably the best set-piece specialist at the club because he takes them all the time. Other than the miss against Wednesday, he's clearly one of the best penalty takers because he's chosen to do that job. He's one of the best long-range shooters at the club. Probably so, the so, best long-range shooter at the, at the club. These are all really important key things. If he was allowed to do them, we can't allow him to do them. That's the problem. Okay, so he's the best set-piece specialist at the club, but missed the most important set-piece probably in a very important game. Okay, you can right? allow him. It's not perfect, oh, yeah. is it? No, he's not perfect. But when you need a set-piece specialist to step up, is in the own one of the only games of the season so far that we needed someone to step up as a set-piece specialist. To be fair, though, he has also scored two absolute worldy free kicks. Yeah, that are probably two of the best free kicks I've seen scored since Barley's as one against Blackpool. Were they, were they yeah. caught? Uh, oh, yeah. It was against yeah. Accrington and, and Man City. And but, 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 take, but take away the quality of, of uh, the team aspect, the positioning of where the ball... Starts, aren't they? Yeah, the positioning of the ball when it goes into the net is expertly placed you know to yeah. get the ball within that fine margin where it is that is something that is very rarely taught that's just an ability you've got yeah. I, i've never seen him do it in an important game personally we don't give a chance to do it we this is the problem we can't give him that chance because he because he costs us in other areas which again is not which really is... his fault because <laughs> it's not what he does it's okay. like it's like it NFL. It's right. So let's let's take your NFL. It's like asking you to play quarterback. It's not. You're it's not. Well, it is. You're it's asking, not. It's completely different. For me, being like, a wing back, I, being a wing back and a winger are two different, completely different yeah. jobs. When he was in that number ten role, first of all, when he's played on the wing and when he's played in midfield or wherever, I have not seen technical ability. He, I've not, I've not seen him take on a man. He's not great at taking on a man. I will give you that. So what's his hmm. role then? Passing. To move the ball forward, not necessarily on his own, to pick a pass. I've never, pick, I've never seen him do anything. 
I don't want to be mean, but I've never seen him do anything. And maybe to be fair, Ben, I'm not, I'm not. This isn't a dig at you. You haven't been able to watch as much football as you as you would have liked this no. year. What From I would like that is that he hasn't he hasn't set the world alight. Look, I'm not sitting here saying he's the savior. I'm certainly not doing that. What I'm saying is he has the ability. I think he has the ability in the right circumstances to be an excellent League One player. I don't think he can do it in our team because no. of the way we set up. That's a shame. He's a Rotherham United player. If he doesn't play well, it's a shame because we're Rotherham United. Um, I hope he stays. I personally do hope he stays. I think it's good. It's clearly very popular. Well, it's yeah, clearly he's very popular. For his own career, it's better that he goes somewhere else. He could, Absolutely. He do for his career, it may well be. Personally, I would like to keep him around the squad because he's, he's, to bring that playoff bench is a luxury most other clubs don't have. So... Selfish from a selfish rather than that, I'd, I'd like him to stay. If I was, I, I think the um, the one system that could work is if we are theoretically, well, hypothetically, if we're in the dynamics of a game and it's 1 1 and it's a really important game and we want to switch from a more defensive line to a more attacking line, take Barlasser off and put Sadlier on and switch that midfield position yeah. from a quarterback to an, to an attacking midfielder. That one switch could prove a difference, but because we haven't actually been in that situation yet where we have to try and scrape a win off somebody, because let's face it, we are one of the best teams in this division. Let's not beat it out the bush. <laughs> because because we haven't been in that situation, we've not really seen Sadly's application as a can before. He's more of a standing for Chio as it stands right now. And even when he's played on the wing at Doncaster, he's played as an out-and-out winger, which is a very attacking position, whereas here it's a wing-back. Granted, it's more of an attacking wing back, but it is still listed as a wing back because we've got no flanks in the defence, so it is still a wing back position. Um, and sadly, his defensive game isn't the best because, like we've all said, he is an attacking minded player. However, if we do keep him around, like Matt says, he'll be able to learn how to be a bit more defensive minded, which could benefit us in future. It's one that splits the, splits the fans. We've got two comments because it's totally different. Russ Vernon, sadly, has a good same for Millers but doesn't think fit the system. I think he'll leave in January or summer. Chris Wright totally agrees with Ben. If he has that much ability, Warney would have had, it, had him in by now. Um, we could probably go on for another 20 minutes, half an hour. We haven't asked Mick what he thinks, to be honest. Uh, but we haven't got time for that, Mick. That's um, fine. That's fine. Uh, so let's move on to score predictions before we do our end-of-year uh, chat. Uh, Mick, you haven't talked for a while. What's the score prediction for Saturday? A bit difficult on this, isn't it? We've got to get back on us, so to speak. Um, uh, so I, I, I think we, I think we will win. I think we'll win comfortably. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for three nil, Millers. I, I just think that the the, the 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 players are going to be desperate to get back. Into into winning ways, not to have to a back to back, not to have back to back defeats, and 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 I don't know. I think we will have had a bit of a rocket this week off, uh, certainly off Woody, if not off Warney, um, and Probably certainly Richie. Off, uh, off Richie as well, because um, those two I don't think will hold back. So yeah, I, I, I think we'll I think we'll uh, we should be all out on Saturday. Yeah, I hope so, Danny. Um. It's one of them games where the pressures are beginning to mount on it a little bit, you know, because we have to look for a reaction based off the performance at Accrington. 
Uh, we'll have to look for a reaction now that Sunderland are more likely to be top spot than us going into the new year. So we'll want to get that spot back. Um, but we have to mitigate it because it could be mind games from Bolton or it could be a depleted side. But then again, teams who've turned out with a depleted side have actually done really well. You know, if you look at Millwall, Leicester, um, Oxford. <coughs> Oxford, yep. So we'll have to mitigate that. So there'll be a lot of thinking going on. So I don't think we'll run away with it like the Bolton fan says. So I'm going to go for the same score and I'm going to say 2-0, but it'll be probably a very steady 2-0, I think. Mm. Uh, Russ Vernon and Harley Kellick are exactly the same, Danny. Miller's 2-0, Miller's 2-0. Uh, Benjamin? I have a yeah. question for you. Give me results. I want to know how many bottles of water you've got with you because I've seen you drink two different uh, bottles of water so far. Yeah, well, I've been um, uh, to beers in town. Uh, great nice, bad boy. You've been, uh, to, have you been to what? Sorry, to beers grill in town. All right, wow, great nice. Know, it's great nice. <laughs> got a burger, yeah, like four or five quid with some chips. Banging, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I got so I got the water from that, and then I got my standard big one. Okay, um, apologies. A rare, a rare shout out for a for a company. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, if you want to sponsor us, just drop us an email. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to give any free food? I'll happily take that. <laughs> uh, Other food outlets are available. Yeah. What do you mean? It's a joke. Uh, I, I don't know how much clear, how much clearer I could be, really. <laughs> As I said, this is going to be an extended. We haven't got to our end of season, end of year awards yet, so this may, no surprise football is going to turn up. Which is go prediction two uh, 0 for me. Per eleven, everybody's going two 0 mm, uh, yeah. I'll go one 0 Make it ten, make it nice and time. Uh, we don't need so that sort of stress on New Year's Day, Matt. <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> we'll all have hangovers as it stands anyway. We don't need that sort of, <laughs> that sort of stress. <laughs> no. Typical us, though, anyway, to do that. Um, it's, it's, it's our first New Year's Day game since Barlas's free kick. Barlas's free kick against Blackpool. We didn't have to do everyone last year. Call off, didn't we? We're at Cardiff, which with that lightest snow of all time, calling a game. Yes, I think, yes, I think uh, it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, first first one for two years, which is nice. Hopefully, we can similar result. Uh, well, for another another team from the northwest, beginning with B, symmetry. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. End of year. It's for twenty twenty one has been to say it's been a mixed year for Rotherham United. Is underplaying it a little, a little bit, really. Uh, we've had the lowest of the lows and we've had some really, really good moments. Danny has been in charge and has created some online polls for a few different categories. Uh, Danny, take it away. Thank you. Now, before we get into the official categories, I would like everybody watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, um, to go into the comment section and tell us who your player of the year is. So, Matt Mick, whoever's got the comments being able to do, uh, just gives roughly who you think is getting the most mentions at the end. Thank you. Right then. So first category is goal of the year. Now, as Matt says, this poll was run on Twitter. So thank you to everybody who voted. Uh, in third place, we've got Edmonds Green against Cheltenham. In second place, we've got Sherlock Ben against Gillingham. 
And in first place, of course, we have Lanipo against Sheffield Wednesday. They won it with about 93% of the vote. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, next they were, they were one. Only one they? Unfortunately, for everybody yeah, else. Exactly. Next one, striker of the year. Uh, in third place, we have Will Grigg. Second place, Freddie Ladipo. And in first place, everyone's favourite Alan Shearer impersonator, Michael Smith. <laughs> so they also get about 90% of vote as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Next up, we have Winger of the Year. In third place, we have Ryan Giles, who I believe oh, is now yeah. at Cardiff. I think. Mm, yeah, doing, doing really well, to be fair. Doing mm. well, yeah. Uh, second place, we have Mikel Miller, one of the standout stars of um, coming mm. into the team this season. And in first place, we've got Chiawog Benny, of course, a smiling Irishman. Right then, so ne- easy next peasy. up. Easy peasy, <laughs> exactly. Next up, midfielder of the year. Now, we have to give an honourable mention to Jamie Lindsay, who finished in fourth place with the vote. Uh, in third place, we've got Ben Wiles. In second place, Ollie Rathburn. And in first place, everyone's favourite, Jordi Perlo, Dan Barlasser. <laughs> I'd like to suggest, based on how much he's currently upsetting Wednesday fans, Lewis Wing should have been in with a shout for that. He did all right for us. <laughs> and he is really, really upsetting Wednesday fans. He was a really good sleeper agent, I think, at that place. He's doing really well. Yeah. It's like um, Izzy Brown was their sleeper agent yeah. last season, wasn't it? No, it's yeah, Lewis exactly. Wing, exceptional. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, next up, we've got Defender of the Year. Now we have to give an honourable mention. This has got to be all the Sunday. This has got to be all the Sunday. This has got to be all the Sunday. This is no, there's no. He barely played. Got to... <laughs> Don't care. He played at once. The best defender that's been at club for the past couple of years. So we've got the honourable mention for Angus McDonald, who has been out this season. Um, but he's on, he's on his way back. Uh, in third place, we've got Big Dave Marklin Ekoway. Uh, second place, Wes Harding, and in first place, Richard Wood, the That's captain. That's an outrage. That is an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> There's no it's, way Harding is there. Player in 2021. I don't care. Did he play for us in 2021? Barely. Oh, did he play for us once? Yeah, well, he, 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 he made that. He played against Everton in 2021, which was yeah. which was a, a phenomenal game. So it, it it may have been the way that he left the club, yeah. That may have yeah. played that down a little bit. True, he was he is the best player in the club for the past couple of years, and I stand by that. He may, uh, may, come on, I stand by that. He'll play in Premier League. I he'll play in Premier League and play for the USA national team. I, it, I can that's, that's if he don't keep getting injured. He's, I don't think he's played for Preston yet. So says the the president of the uh, the fan club. Um, <laughs> it's, it looks it's, like he's played. He's played a total of 82 minutes so far this season. I, mean, I think he's a phenomenal. Uh, speaking, uh, have we gone to midfielders yet? Because this is yeah, midfielders, yeah. No, don't yeah, we've, yeah. we've talked about midfielders. I mean, there's two of the best midfielders in the division, probably the best midfielder in the division, um, and one that played for us last season, currently losing four nil at Sunderland. So, um, so best defender, best midfielder, Baza Bannon. Um, is mm. part of the uh, squad with Lewis Wing there at midfield at, uh, at down at Swillsborough. Four can, we, uh, Sunderland. Four can we start saying Wednesday get battered everywhere they go now, or is it still <laughs> exactly gone there? Uh, next what was category. your point oh, there? What's your point there, Nick? You saying Bannon's not going to be four nil? Shane Bannon's not going to be again. Going again? Say back to March or February. Yeah, say it till March. Can I just point out to anyone who's going to clip it? I still think Bannon is a very good midfielder. 
<laughs> oh, Ben, get out of his backside, mate. Move on. <laughs> really, I, I, honestly, I think he's really good. I mean, I mean, Were well, it you that paid money for that, sh- that signed shirt? <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Uh, next category is goalkeeper of the year. In third place, Jamal Blackman. Did he In get second, any votes? He did, actually. He got, oh, excellent. I think, 3%. Um. Second place is Josh Vickers, and in first place is the Viking Victor Johansson. Like now, this one is one that I've done my own research for, and that is Marksman of the Year. So I've basically compiled every single goal that was scored in 2021, which took a long time last night. What was that? Um, and I have found who are the top three scorers. Do you want to hear the top three, or do you want to hear the full list? I've only done it to 10th ten, to place, by the way. Go, we'll go top 10. I think top 10 is the right, place then. to go. So, in joint 10th, we've got Giles, Wood, J. Cole, and own goals. <laughs> All with two in 2021. Um, in 8th place, we've got Mikel Miller and Michael Inekwe, both on three each. Um, in 7th place, we've got Matt Crooks on four. Is that all? Yeah. Mm. Uh, in fifth, in joint fifth, we've got Sadlier and Barlaser, Barlaser, sorry, Alison. Uh, both, yeah, both on five. All competitions. Oh, yeah, all competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in fourth place, we have got Will Grigg on six. In third place, we have got Ben Wiles on where is it on eight. In second place, Freddie Ladipo on sixteen. And in first place, Michael Smith with 21. 21 goals in a calendar year is very good. Yeah, it is, is, that is very good. Do you very know what else is? What? Six Three, goals in four months? Is it three months? How long has Greg been here? Three months? Who? Greg. He's been here since end of August, hasn't he? Yeah. Three months, four months? Ben, you're splitting, you're splitting opinion down here. Philip Robinson <laughs> wants to know if your seat faces New York Stadium pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but Chris Wright was with you until you mentioned Barry Bannon. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and fi- and penultimate, the penultimate category at the moment of the year. In third place, the record 6-0 win against Doncaster. Anyone who was there knew that were a special evening. Uh, second place was completing the hell month of April with no sympathy from anybody else in the EFL, which was <laughs> on with it and did our job. And in first place is Matt Goodwin and John Breckin losing their minds at Hillsborough with Freddie Ladipo's late winner. I think I might have that to listen to. Have I got <laughs> we have it? to, don't we? I think I've got it. I think I've got it here. Let me check. So, go on. Dig deep. Go on. Riding the... Crooks oh, with the ball out to Ladapo. Counter attack is on. Ladapo. Is he going to wait for wing? Up no, against Harris. Ladapo. He's going to go for goal. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It's stoppage time. Ladapo. He's got an absolute screamer to win the South Yorkshire Derby for Rotherham United. The first ever double for the Millers over the Owls. Would you believe it? For the 10 men. Incredible scenes at Hillsborough. Every decision seems to have gone against Paul Warren, even leading into this one. But Freddie Ladapo has written his name into Miller's history. 
I sort of miss listening to them to on commentary, you know. And, and I like going to games, but I really enjoyed listening last year. That was always one of the good things about last year. I really enjoyed their commentary last year. So yeah, yeah it was brilliant. Uh, one more. Did we say about last category, Danny? Uh, the last category is player of the winner. Uh, play, player of the winner. Player of the year. So, what has everybody been saying in the comments for that? Uh, we have really it's Reg, which I was a little surprised at. Player of the season, <laughs> season really tough. But I'm going to go Reg. That's for Philip Rawlinson. I also went to grief Ben, which again we're all fans of that. Um, <laughs> and Reese Kellogg, Rathbone or Reg, so far, which I think is fair. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, Ramon Edmund Green takes Player of the Year, and that that probably what? also covers that probably also covers Best Newcomer as well. I think it does. Yeah, Player of the Year and Best Defender. Ben, get out of here! <laughs> just, just, I, just not laugh. <laughs> I, I was thinking in my head, Player of the Year. Oh, this is guaranteed Smith. What? I didn't even got to mention he's best player on the squad. So Michael Smith's your player of the player of the year, Ben. Yeah, well, at the top of the calendar year. Yeah, no, 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 the season. Week, past week. I don't care. He's the best player on the squad for me. There's no one in the country. Ben, does what you're does. interfering with a dem- democratic process. And that's no one in the well country that people. does what he does. <laughs> Tell me the player that does what he does. You're right. Uh, yeah. If, if, you get very Giroud, defensive about your points. Giroud this is why I enjoy when you're not sure. Giroud, Giroud is probably... Giroud. Giroud. Anyway. Giroud. Anyway, probably close play to uh, Danny, who's your player of the year? Um, of 2021 as a whole, yeah. I'm going to have to give it to Michael Smith, but he's edged it from his form this season. Mm. Um, but as, as best newcomer, it is a, it is a tear up between Reg and Rathbun, isn't it? Yeah, I said it before, and I said it again. I'm going Lewis Wing. I don't care. I'm enjoying his work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, I'm a you see, big no, fan of his recent work. You see, you have got a good point because when he came to us, he was very good. Once, yeah. I mean, he nearly kept us up on the last yeah. day of the season. But the best thing is he's gone to Wednesday and he's been utter dross, which is quite yeah. funny. Exactly. Please mind. Mick? Um, I, I would go for Richard Wood. I would go for yeah. Richard Wood because he is just... He's got everything. He's the ultimate professional. Yeah, He's a timeless man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah just, absolutely. Time has no effect on him from yeah. our point, no. from what we look at him. Um, the body's probably in bits, but we yeah. just look at no effect on him. But it's a, it's a tough shout for me between him and Chio because Chio is just such an exciting player to watch and I understand what everybody says or what people say about maybe his final ball's not great, but it just brings so much more to the team than, than, your, than your bang average winger, you know. Um, but, but Richard Wood, I think, probably just edges it for me. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, we will do our end of season, end of year podcast moments. Now, Danny, you've only been with us for part of the year. Ben, you've only been part of the year. I'll let you guys have a think while we do that. Reg, uh, Russ Virgin, Vernon, says Reg, Smith or Chio for him. That's interesting how much of an impact Reg has had on people, mm. uh, which I find quite interesting. Mm. Um, ben, do you have a moment of us being together over the, over the past 12 months, which has been, did that be good, just memorable? I think Nicky in Wendy's shirt 
Oh, Mickey wins this year, yeah. And then being a good player. I enjoyed that a lot. Mick's, Mick's got a very serious face. Someone mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> it's, his own, it's his own fault for having such a big mouth. But listen, <laughs> if, if you're going to ask me the same question, I have to say that triggering so many Sheffield Wednesday fans with that comment really has been a highlight of the year for me. How it made me <laughs> of the year so far, of the year for me, yes, sir, not my life. It's not highlights of my life. <laughs> Um, it's definitely highlighted here for me because it just it just took off and they just what they, what do you actually think about Bannon? Brilliant. What do you genuinely think about Bannon? He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. Would you take him? <laughs> I, I put him on bench, mate. I think we. I think, <laughs> I think listen. Being I think we've serious. established where he'd play in our team if I were manager. Being dead serious. Where would he go in your team? You're picking Balas over him. I'm picking Balas over him. Let's not let's not let's not get bogged down in this again. It would not get in our I'm thinking team. Thinking about Rathbone every day. I mean, Rathbone's a central defender. No, he isn't. I'm thinking of Red. No, we'll cut that. No, worry about it. It's not not it's not his life. Um, <laughs> I say if Mick's going on about Bannon again, it'll be one of them. Where it's like <laughs> caught <it> 4K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, I said that for February. Uh, so you're going to yeah. trigger triggering Mick. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, I also like you triggering Luton fans, which was unexpected. Yeah. Well, that very, very blue, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well out of blue, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that one. Danny, how you? have only been here since since the summer. Uh, is there a moment for you so far? Um, I think the Sheffield Wednesday vlog getting two and a half thousand views, and there are so so many. Rattled Wednesday fans in the comments. It is beautiful. It's like it's like if I've rattled them by being at the game, and Mix rattled them well, by being Mick, effectively. Um, so, so yeah, that that's my personal highlight. But I think the podcast highlight as a whole is actually from before my time when um, yourself and Mick were both reacting to the Wednesday game. And you also <laughs> lost your minds, as people yeah. have heard on the outro. When I heard the outro for the first time, I were in pieces. It was fantastic. <laughs> that went crazy. And all that had about 20,000 views within a yeah. few hours on Twitter. They went absolutely yeah, crazy. Did, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's my moment. That's my, that's my moment of the year for this. That were just in the middle of lockdown, when it was February, March time last year, in the middle of a horrible time. And then just to get that was just something special. Um, I still get told off. My wife still mentions that now for me shouting and screaming so loud. Where was I when that happened? I, I was I was at my granddad's um, because I was living I was living there at the time because that's a different story about what happened with that. Um, but we had it on on the big telly. Like we had to like I had to get our follow up on my laptop and then plug it into mm. the big telly via the HDMI from my PS4 because of course my granddad don't have the facilities for it. Um and I just and I was just sat there saying it's gonna be it's gonna be a draw this oh Wednesday I've got a corner oh please don't score and you know when you just sort of like edge on your seat and then yeah. when Freddie scores I jumped up an hour off up, up and down the living room <laughs> to the point where um I was about to round a corner slipped and did my hamstring in on my leg <laughs> <laughs> so I, I actually had an away day injury while sat on Miss Etty, yeah. which, which was which is something bizarre. But no, like you said, that were a fantastic time. I think we'd just come off five losses in a row 
as well. Yeah, Yeah, something daft like that. And then to do all that, incredible. I don't care, we lost 2-0 to him in the summer. That moment tops it every time. Yeah, it does. Double. Did double, didn't we, last year? Um, Mm. So, it's been up with down here. Final from Stats, Russ on Twitter, which is his Twitter handles at underscore media underscore journal, if you don't follow him already. He's put together our stats over the last 12 months, and they make for pretty good reading, to be fair. In all competitions, we've played 57 games, and we've won 26 of those 57 games, which is, again, not a bad record. To say we got relegated, it's a pretty good sort of set of results. Uh, in our league form, we picked up 73 points out of a possible 147, which is like 49-point-something percent of points available on the table. And I know we've been in the middle of 21 game on beating run, which probably skews it a little bit. That's a lot of points to pick up. To say we went down is... Mm. It hurts a bit more actually now I think about it. Um, thanks, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we should end by saying thank you to everybody who has watched us over the past 12 months, particularly you know, longer than that, but the past 12 months. Uh, we've tried hard, particularly over those first few months of the year when we're in lockdown, we had to try really hard to try and get some interesting stuff out there. And I hope we think we did all right in this season. I hope you've enjoyed it. People seem to be enjoying it. Um, Danny, it's been great to have you aboard, mate. It's been, uh, um, no doubt you've improved the show. No end. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a pleasure to be asked to come on, to be honest, and uh, looking forward to whatever comes next in 2022. Exactly. Ben, we we'll have you a few more times. Yeah, you need to get ready for end of season awards, Danny. You need to get your tux ready. Oh, no, yeah, end of season awards is a black I don't know if you saw it last one. I don't know if you saw it last one. No, I didn't. It's a black tie event. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. event recorded in person. We should, All that recorded in person, yeah. We were yeah, that last year. That. We did last we did. year. We did. We did. Did, we did you have like the proper podium and like the the cards with like the envelopes for winners and everything? We had yeah. we had the golden envelopes. We didn't have yeah, a podium, we but we had golden envelopes. Uh, we, need, we need we need to get we need to like find a podium or something. That'd be hilarious. I agree. We'll see if we get some special guest announcers or something like that this time as well. We'll see if we can step it up a notch. Do you see what Bruce Buffer's doing? What's he doing? Bruce Buffer? Or I know he Buffer? is. You mean yeah, he's getting to announce yeah. it? Yeah. Probably, probably out of our price, price range, to be honest with you. You never mate. know. You guys don't get <laughs> True. True, true, true. Um, we will, at some point in the near future, have another Rotherham United player to talk to. Um, that is it's not booked in but it is happening um, there's no secret Dan Barlasser said on the Christmas episode he'll come back on so in the next few weeks we'll be speaking to Dan Barlasser about Ronda United about his time with the Millers and whenever they, whenever it happens we'll let you all know because we all want fan questions like Victor the Victor episode from all you guys questions were brilliant uh, that made the episode uh, if you haven't already watched those two episodes you need to go back and watch them um, finally, we've got let's let's take it to 90 minutes. Have you got any New Year's resolutions that you'd like to share with the group? I asked you all at the start of the episode, so you've got no excuse for not thinking about anything. If anybody in the comments wants to mention as well, if you've got any go rather United or football related New Year's resolutions, they don't have to be, but then go on to say to more people how good Michael Smith is. Okay, now stop spreading the word of how good he is. You need to be the opposite <laughs> of that. Oh, yeah, sorry. sorry. Same. Same. Bannon's a good player. I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, Okay. Uh, Mick, anything? No. I'm past. I'm past making New Year's resolutions. I've thought about it, and I can't think of a single one, mate. 
New Year, uh, my, New Year, my, my New Year's resolution is to is to follow Rotherham United. I've seen it. Oh, yeah, oh my nil. God! Five nil. Wednesday, get battered. No, no, no. I'm going to get <laughs> <Which is> Andy. <laughs> yeah, my, my New Year's resolution is to follow Rotherham United into Championship, mate. Hey. Okay. Mate. Yeah. Danny, anything? Um, well, of course, I've got my own personal New Year's resolutions that I'm trying to work on. Um, but my main two is to continue going to every Rotherham game this season. I've been told how much of an effort it is going to be, but I've done it so far, so that's mm. carrying on. And the second one is to, at some point before the end of this season, report on a game in the Rotherham press box. That That is currently, um, it's like, like option one on my bucket list. You know, yeah. that, that's like the Kickstarter on my bucket list. So that's my New Year's resolution, to get into the Rotherham press box and do a report on it, whether it's for the podcast um, for uni or, or for a match report or anything. So, Sam Todd, if you're listening, which you, you may well be, <laughs> there you go. Hello. <laughs> in your gift, Sam. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, and mine will be to hopefully continue making stuff that you all enjoy, if you are enjoying it, to improve it, to improve on the content we put out. Put it that way. Um, it's a low yeah. bar. So, hey, well, exactly. <laughs> this is the thing with resolutions. If you set yourself a bu- just a little bit above the ground, it's achievable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Philip Robinson, thanks again, lads. All the best and good health for 2022. And that's, Thank you. Uh, yeah, ditto to you, Philip, and Thank to every, all Rotherham fans. Um, I says we can go on. It's been fantastic uh, doing this, and we'll, I said we'll continue to do it for as long as we can. Um, and we will be back next year. We'll be back on <laughs> Sunday night, live on YouTube, Monday morning. Uh, we'll be about through the audio section, even though it's still bank holiday. Um, we will be looking back, hopefully, at the Bolton game and the Papa John's returns on Tuesday, which Danny was making a lovely trip to Crow Alexander on Tuesday night. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so please subscribe. We're nearly 800 followers on Twitter. So if you're not on Twitter, go over and follow us. We can sneak over 800 before New Year. That'd be amazing. We're, if you can subscribe on Twitter, with, uh, on YouTube, we're nearly at 450. Um, please subscribe to iTunes, follow us on Spotify, five-star ratings, like it. All this amazing stuff that most of you have already done, but some of you haven't, please do it. You know, New Year's resolution. Show me, show your love for the podcast. That's what you should all do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Reese Kelly, final comment. Have a good New Year, everybody. I'll be there New Year's Day, hopefully, as will everybody else. Benjamin, it's been a pleasure having you on for most of the year. I hope you have a nice New Year and do not get too drunk. I don't drink, so I don't think that'd be a problem, but thank you. Other than trying to get a pint at the pub of the day, but whatever, move on. Yeah, but that... <laughs> no, that's different. <laughs> ending, the, ending, the new, ending the year with a lie. That's fine, mate. Let's move well, on. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the pub with your mates is just like, all right, whatever. whatever. Don't drink. Went to pub with his mates. Danny, safe for you, mate. Happy New Year. Um, I hope you have a good night. Yeah, thank you, lads. Happy New Year. But now that you've said that about Ben, why do I have the image of Will McKenzie from the Inbetweeners doing it? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely a man. Oh, dear. But no, thank you. Happy New Year to everybody else and to everybody who's watching as well. 20, 2022 is going to be better, I think. <laughs> it can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bar's already low, so anything that's an improvement is still an improvement. So off we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And same to you, Rick. Happy New Year, and I'll see you Tuesday.